the beat. I'm gonna rock to the rhythm of the body. Come on now, let's have big fun. Rock to the rhythm, let's get undone. Without a jeans, my teenage dream of love is on my mind. This is Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are back uh, with another entry, the second in uh, our Criterion series. <laughs> so the first one we did was back in April uh, for the movie Death in Venice. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk about polyester. So this Criterion series, uh, for those who don't know, Criterion is a company that uh, puts out movies uh, and physical media, as they call it nowadays, so you know DVDs and Blu-rays, and it's really fine quality. They really do a good job uh, remastering things. They put out lots of extras, usually like nice booklets, uh, like the booklet they put out for "Do the Right Thing" was like like novel length almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, if you care about films uh, and are interested in in them and how they're made and and, and whatnot, uh, the Criterion series is really good. So we wanted to kind of talk about. A lot of the movies that are on Criterion, and so that's why we're doing this series. And Criterion also has a, a streaming service. Yes. So, without further ado, <laughs> Ashley, tell us about Polyester. So, Polyester was directed by John Waters, um, and it stars one of his regular actors, actresses, Divine. Um, <laughs> Divine plays in this movie, Francine Fishpaw is her name. And she is a housewife who just wants to have a normal family, but her family is anything but normal. Her husband is um, rather horrible, and he horrible to her and horrible to their kids. And he owns the local adult film theater. And she has a daughter who uh, is involved with a really rotten boyfriend and has, you know, she's a teenager, but she's become pregnant. Um, They have a son who has a foot-stomping fetish. So she wants a normal family. She has this horrible family. Um, And the movie kind of tracks her, uh, her downfall as everything kind of falls apart. Um, This normalcy that she strives for falls apart and it's rather in a hilarious way in, in a way that only John Waters can 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 make it so he has this reputation as a director well and a deserved reputation of making kind of low budget subversive kind of shocking films and this is one of the movies that is kind of a transition for him from his early very subversive shocking films to something a little more palatable to the general audience. Um, the movie that would come after this one is Hairspray, which was his big mainstream success. This one is a middle ground between um, his earlier films and, and that film. Um, you know, I consider myself kind of a John Waters fan, although I've seen very few John Waters movies. I've seen Hairspray, and I love that movie. Um, I love that when it came out. Um, you seen Serial Bomb? I haven't. Hmm. I've wanted to see Serial Mom, but I never have. Um, and then I've seen this one. Um, I've, I've read a lot about his earlier films, like Pink Flamingos is his most famous one. It just doesn't sound like a movie that I really care to see. Um, 
but I always wanted to see this one um, because it it did seem a little more palatable to to my you know sensitive tastes as it were. But uh, and and I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I mean, it's shocking. It has shocking moments, and there's some weird, you know, kind of perverse elements like the the foot stomping sun. But I don't know. It, it it wasn't too bad for me. I I found it on the whole to be very funny. Um, I and uh, you know a lot of it is. I love Divine as as a character, and as an actor actress. Um, you know, uh, I, I spend a lot of time, probably too much time, watching the Divine videos on YouTube. There's like, uh, uh, Divine was on Letterman several times. I love watching those. I love watching the music videos because Divine had a, a music career and I enjoy watching those. So I just like Divine and I think she's really good in this movie. Um, and there's some other... John Waters regulars, Mink Stoll, who was also in Hairspray, is in this. Um, and Edith Massey, who is famous from Pink Flamingos, is in this as well. She's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. What, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed this as well. Um, I was trying to, you, you made me think just now about how many, you were talking about how many John Waters movies you've seen, and <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that before, but. Um, this may be my second John Waters movie, like just to sit down and watch all the way through. The mm-hmm. other one being Hairspray, the original. Mm-hmm. Most people, uh, I should say, younger people of a certain age now may may only think of the the more recent Hairspray, mm-hmm. uh, which was fine. I, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the original is just a, a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this one was interesting, and uh, you know, growing up, I had I don't remember how or where, mm-hmm. but I had been exposed to the John Waters movie. And I and I didn't watch all of it, and I don't remember which one it was. But um, I remember thinking it, um, it it didn't appeal to me, mm-hmm. and I found it too subversive. <laughs> now, like like if I had seen polyester as a um, you know early teen, I think I wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. care for this. But I, I really like it now for for what it is. Uh, and there's a certain style of humor. That John Waters seems to have uh, that permeates his films, that I think you're either going to be on board for, or you're not. Um, mm. And I can't tell if you're going to be or not unless you watch it. Uh, but I do, I do think it's it's they're fun to watch. Um, Divine, um, whose whose real name was uh, Harris Milstead, uh, he, he was just hilarious in this. As mm-hmm. you know, and his sense of humor is is, is hilarious. <laughs> Um, but Tab Hunter, the fifties heartthrob, mm. who is in this movie. He's obviously older because uh, this movie came out in nineteen eighty one. Uh, it's just so it's funny. I liked this movie, but I was a little thrown by it in certain instances. And one of the big ones being, I thought Tab Hunter was going to be in this more. He is on all the artwork for mm-hmm. like the Blu Ray. He's in a lot of promo promo material for the film, and. The movie's only like 86 minutes long, and he doesn't come in, and he, you don't even see him until I think 45 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And even then, he's not fully in the movie until you know, 10 or 15 minutes later. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's also so you talked earlier about her uh, divine's family in this movie and they are so awful they are so <laughs> awful and it was almost it became hard to watch um but i thought so another thing this movie kind of threw me for i thought i knew where this movie was going but it really didn't go in the way that i thought it was going to and so that kind of so i i don't know i i I thought the family would get their comeuppance in a certain way, or I thought Divine would end up happier than I think she ends up being uh, in the <laughs> film. So I don't know, but ultimately, I liked it. Um, I love Edith Edith Massey. So apparently, she was a John Waters regular. She appeared in several of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in this one. She is basically the only real friend that Divine's character has. She. <laughs> She's not a. I don't. She's certainly not a, a Rada trained actress, uh, <laughs> which is very much part of her charm. Yeah. Um, I have not seen Pink Flamingos, but you and I watched uh, a YouTube series. So it's just this YouTube uh, channel, Red Letter Media, <laughs> and they review films. And they did a review of Pink Flamingos, and they liked it. But they showed clips from it a lot, and just the clips with Edith Massey in that movie <laughs> were just hilarious. <laughs> And she's in this movie. And again, I loved her scenes. And, and I love her because she's not an actress. And the way she delivers her lines, you can tell. But in that, even within that, it's not awful. I mean, you, you, I've watched movies before where there are truly terrible actors. There's mm-hmm. people who cannot act. You know, um, She's not an actress. Yeah. But somehow... <laughs> I love her line delivery and I love her characterizations. Uh, and, and I just, yeah. Yeah, she's on her own level. Um, you're right. You, you know a bad actress or actor when you see one. And, and it's hard to watch, right? It's mm-hmm. like not fun. Yeah. I don't know. She is a bad actress, but somehow is engaging and interesting. And you want, to, you want more scenes with her in it somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a strange strange um situation but I, I i like her a lot um and she's part of the charm of this movie definitely mm-hmm. um you know I, I i also think that i'm a john waters fan even though i haven't seen a lot of his movies but i love him and i love interviews with him and you know he was on letterman a lot and i i've watched those videos on youtube and i i like to watch interviews with him and, you know, since we're talking about the Criterion uh, edition of this movie, um, there's a special feature that's an interview with him. And we really enjoyed watching that after the movie. I just think he's a really interesting person to listen to and funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend, if you can, watch the Criterion version and watch that, that, that interview. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, the these you talked about earlier these are low budget movies that he normally does they got a little higher budget I mean he mentioned in the Criterion interview that this was a higher budget than he'd had previously even Mm -hmm. though it was only like $300,000 which I think I looked up on the inflation calculator the US government's inflation calculator online and I think that comes to about a million and a half dollars today but still Mm -hmm. it's jump change compared to a lot of movies Mm -hmm. Um, he did do you know, he did the movies, I think, like in the late 80s with like Johnny Depp called Cry Baby, which mm-hmm. was a little bigger budget movie. And then he did Serial Mom, but I've never seen, I've heard, it, it, it looks kind of like a weird movie, but with a John Waters film, but with a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, generally speaking, yeah, he, he 
he tends to to dwell in the lower budget realm. That being said, I love the look of this movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, a movie that ha- was done with more money. Yeah. Uh, the cinematographer was Dave Inslee, and it has a good look to it. This movie yeah. does. And I there's <laughs> there's a scene at a drive-in, <laughs> and, you know, and you and I were just at a drive-in a few weeks ago for the first time in like thirty some years. It was a fun experience. But the drive-in in this movie is like a high-end drive-in. It has like <laughs> caviar and... And wine. Wine, and yeah. They only show art films. Yes. Um, <laughs> if only such a drive-in really existed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned uh, Divine Son in this movie. It's played by Ken King. And yeah, he's, he's, he's just a foot stomper. So they watch the news at night. You know, you, do you remember, you remember watching the news? <laughs> Back when there was like just a news or one right, or two the, news. The evening news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and uh, this is set in Baltimore because John Waters is from Baltimore, and he's he you know he's always calls it home and sets almost all of his movies there. But um, there's a Baltimore foot stomper on the loose. So basically, um, somebody's going around and stopping on women. It always seems to be women's uh, feet, mm-hmm. and you know from the outset that it's uh, Divine Son because there's a scene. Early on in the film, where he's up in his bedroom. Now, so normally, like a teenage boy would be looking at, you know, back in the day, like a hustler or penthouse <laughs> or whatever. He's looking at pictures of ladies' uh, feet uh, in in like uh, shoes. Yes. Which, which is again, if, you, if this if this is humorous to you, it's presented humorously. Then this is this will be funny to you. If 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 I just describe that and you're like scrunching your face up, then maybe this won't be your t- cup of tea. But. It was just, it was just kind of, it's so strange that it was funny. Yeah. And then he, you know, they eventually catch him. But um, what did you think? So when this is presented, right, as the foot stopper, and he's got this this name and mm-hmm. whatever, when you see a few scenes where women's feet get stomped on, or you see them right after their foot has been stomped on, and they're they're crying out in agony and they're being wheeled, and they're being put into an ambulance, and it's just terrible. I remember thinking like this. If you stomp on somebody's foot, I mean, I guess if you stomp hard enough, you could do some... Apparently, he was stomping really hard. Because they were talking about how some of their, their toes were broken and stuff. Yeah. So I think they were in some serious pain. Just such a strange, strange plot. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you mentioned the look of the movie, because I, I think it does look really good. And I loved the the set design of the house. Um I think it was, well, it was a real house. Yeah, it was a real house. Yeah. And I don't know about the, the front. I think they talked about in the in the John Waters interview, they brought the furniture in because they were trying to make it look like, you know, the chintziest late 70s, early 80s house that you could, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that people thought looked great but really looked horrible. Um, so I, th- I thought they did a good job there. It was, it was, it was funny. That, that's part of the, the movie is kind of a, a parody of, of um, the perfect life that people thought they should be living. And, you know, to some degree it included in this period of the late 70s, early 80s, this really ugly furniture and really ugly decor that we look at, we look back at now and think, what were we thinking? Um, but they do a good job of kind of capturing that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, I like, I want to sp- uh, shout out to the music because there's some songs in this movie oh, yeah. that play and they're written by... Um, Chris Stein and Deborah Harry from Blondie. Um, and one of them is sung by Tab Hunter. Yeah. And one is sung by Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah. 
And the, speaking of music, there's a, an actor in here, the one that plays Divine's daughter's trashy boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's just awful. Yeah. Uh, and the actor's name is Stiv Baders. Yes. Which is an interesting name. Mm-hmm. But I was reading up about him. So he was actually a musician. Uh, he had a band back in the day. Uh, and this movie... Uh, came out in 1981. He actually died in 1990. Oh. I was reading about him. He was in Paris and was actually hit by a car. Oh. And uh, went to the hospital, but like they couldn't see him. Like It was taking forever, so he left. And died of a brain hemorrhage at his hotel. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he was, has an interesting role in this, in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's a piece of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, there's a lot of horrible characters... And there's a lot of characters that take a turn that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, you talked about how horrible the family is. I felt like by the end that it was satisfying. I, I don't know how happy she's going to be. I think she's going to be happy. I don't know. But I, I, I felt like it was a satisfying end to these various characters. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for a John Waters movie, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Should I also mention since you know Tab Hunter's in this, mm-hmm. um, so I had kind of, I also sort of, my idea for this podcast was that it would sort of double not only as one of our Criterion podcasts but also kind of one of our LGBT podcasts since mm-hmm. it's LGBTQ Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And last year we did a special podcast pre-COVID days mm-hmm. where we had like five of us, six of us together, and we all talked about our favorite LGBT movies. Mm-hmm. This is a minor tribute to LGBT. <laughs> Whatever uh, pride because um, uh, this you know John Waters is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, his, this movie in and of itself is not necessarily gay, but it's very counterculture. It's very camp. Very camp. And Tab Hunter, you know, we, I mentioned earlier, he's a big '50s heartthrob, um, but uh, was a closeted gay man, closeted to the public for many years. He eventually came out, and he he and his partner produced a documentary about his life called Tab Hunter Confidential, which uh, was based on a book he also did, like an mm. autobiography. And Tab Hunter Confidential, I think it's still on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's, I think it's a really good watch. It's fascinating. Mm. Um, and he, John Waters has actually said, you know, he, even though Tab Hunter didn't officially come out until <laughs> years after this movie, this kind of was a quasi coming out because his character is someone who, you know, quote unquote falls in love with Divine's character. So here you have Divine who's obviously a man in drag. <laughs> uh, and you know, so there's some there's some association there, right? Well well even the association of being in a John Waters movie mm-hmm. is a risk for a you know a yeah. straight actor. Yeah. So um no I uh, I think this was a, a terribly fun and interesting and movie. Um, and I, oh, I want to mention real quick another John Waters regular who's in this is Jean Hill. She's uh, has a <laughs> she's only in it toward the beginning, I think. And, uh, and but it's a <laughs> she plays a gospel singer at a bus stop, and the scene is just it's just again it's a weird, quirky hilarity that you, know, <laughs> you might get, you might not. I don't know, but yeah. I thought it was funny. Uh, that was a very satisfying scene as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yo, so. Um, that's our second Criterion uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, so, what do you give Polyester out of ten? Uh, I'll give it a nine. Okay, I give it an eight. 
So our score is an eight and a half. And it is on the tomato meter. And if you give me a moment, I'll pull it up here. <laughs> it has a 93% from critics and an 81% from audiences. And it's eight and a half from us. I think it's definitely worth seeing. Yep. Just keep in mind, you know, it's a John Waters movie. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I'm just not satisfied And I never give enough